Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So on today's show, we have Monique Hom, and she is just a powerhouse woman, right, Andressa? Yes, she is. She's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. We could be talking to her for hours. Forever, right? She's the founder of the real estate, um, you know, investor goddesses. She's got some amazing resources. She aligns with with our mission so much. So she's she's just great. And she's also a real estate investor and syndicator with over 14 years of experience. I think she owns something close to like 1,300 units. So she's been through the last recession. She's got so many great insight insights to share with us today. We do talk about everything that's happening in our world. I think what was most helpful, and I think you'll get something out of this, she actually breaks down the meaning of crisis and how it has both danger and opportunity. And she gives some great tips and suggestions on how to poise yourself so you can take control of your life and also take control of the potential opportunities that are going to be in front of us. Absolutely. And also she addressed what you can do now, right? We're in the middle of this quote unquote crisis or opportunity, depending how you look at it. And she shared with, with us, what are the strategies that she is in contact with other leaders and thoughtful people that are not just sitting down, you know, eating potato chips, <laughs> right? They're thinking they're in like problem solving mode. And she shared very specific tips for you to run your rentals right now and also give the support to your tenants so you can strive during this time. This Absolutely. is like a must for you now. And I hope you guys stay at home and <laughs> safe. So enjoy the episode. Investors, as we all know, financing deals in today's market can be a bit challenging at times. If you're looking at funding your next real estate transaction, we are so excited to introduce to you Fund That Flip. Funda Flip is a lending partner dedicated to grow your real estate investment portfolio. They specialize in fix and flip, buy and hold, new construction, and cash out refi for one to four units. Ladies, we've known the founder, Matt, and his team for many years now, and we can assure you that their support goes beyond just lending money. They become a true partner. So if you're looking for great terms and reliable service, check out fundaflip.com slash investor. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where we're on a very big mission to support women in serving them and in, in creating financial freedom and living a balanced life. We do every week and we're excited, super excited to have Monique Holm on our show this week. Uh, Monique, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. We have like similar missions. I feel like I'm with soul sisters here. Yeah, that's right. We're with our soul sister on the West Coast since we're on the East Coast, you know? That's right. Um, Monique's got an amazing journey. She's doing amazing things. Just so similar to what we're up to with the real estate investor community. And, you know, we're just really excited to, to have her on and talk a lot about her story and her journey. I'm going to start with a tip for everyone, right, Andressa? We like to share something useful for, for our ladies that are listening and taking this in, um, something kind of quick and, and uh, useful, yeah. right? What's going on with you? So, you know, for, for a lot of us, we've been in the, the realm of adjusting, right? We're all adjusting in this, this new uh, pandemic situation that's happening in, in our country, in our world. So for me, you know, you know, like all of us, we're adjusting. And, you know, yesterday was a lot of homeschooling with my kiddos, less work time for me. And I just, by the end of the day, I, I was just seriously considering banging my head against the wall. So I decided not to do that and instead went on Facebook. because Good choice. Good. Yeah, good, good alternative, right? So Facebook's Thank a good you. alternative from banging my head against the wall. So, but it's funny, I, I saw someone post about mindfulness. I'm like, that's exactly what I need. Um, you know, I've, I've been meditating and uh, what have you in the morning, but in terms of like mindfulness throughout the day, I could definitely get better with. So um, it was a great little acronym I heard, and I wanted to share with, with all of you. It's called STOP, and it kind of stands for the S-T-O-P, stands for different things. So the first one is S, it stands for STOP. So that's literally just STOP, you know, in your kind of negative spiral, your, you know, whatever negative emotion that's, that's not working for you, just STOP. Uh, T is take a breath. It seems so simple, right? Take a breath. We all know we need to breathe. 
I heard it this weekend though, that you need to breathe in, breathe out something negative and breathe in something positive, right? So breathe, out, breathe in confidence, breathe out overwhelm or what have you. So I just thought that was cool. The O stands for observe and how powerful it is to start observing your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings. Um, sometimes I'm so annoyed and I don't even know I'm annoyed, right? And I'm like, hold on, I gotta get better with this. I gotta get better observing. If I'm overwhelmed, I'm tired, I'm stressed, um, what have you. Um, and also your body teaches us a lot. And then the P is proceed. So the P then gives you that like pivot. There's time to pivot. There's something, doing something to support you, whether that's calling a friend, um, doing a quick meditation, taking a walk, having a cup of coffee, um, having a glass of wine or a bottle of wine. No. Something oh, positive, yeah. right? <laughs> Whatever works for you, but something to support you um, in that moment of overwhelm. So stop, stop, take a breath, observe, and then proceed. So for me last night, I did those four things and the, the positive was I actually journaled. I proceeded and actually journaled how I was feeling. And I'm not a big journaler. I've been working on that. And it was really like therapeutic. Then I went to sleep. So I give that to all of you. We're all figuring it out, this, this new normal right now. And um, we all just need to keep getting better at looking inside ourselves of how we're going to get through this in a mindful way. That is so true, right? So I was um, watching an interview from uh, Tim Ferriss uh, with Brene Brown, right? Super powerful people. And during the interview, Tim Ferriss recommended a book called Already Free. Let me get the by Bruce Tift. Um, and I start listening to it. And oh my gosh, it sounds to me that this book was written for what we are going through right now. Mm. And it's so weird, right? That you, you were like, oh my gosh, was this guy like, did he know something or what's going on here, right? But he, he deals with um, the Buddhism and how Buddhism look at different situations. And he talks about the suffering, the choice. It's much more how we deal with the situation than the situation itself. So I am still reading it and I highly recommend to all of you. We're going to put the link on our show notes um, too. So you can also uh, get that support. Love it. Love it. And, and I think we're going to, as we jump into Monique's amazing story, you know, she's going to have so many tips and, and strategies too, because we're all, we're all navigating this, but we can become, you know, our, our higher version of ourselves through this. And I do believe that as a world. And also just looking in the mirror, because I'm like, you know what, I need to get better with mindfulness, whether we're going through an epidemic or not, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So without further ado, Monique, um, we always like to ask all of our amazing, amazing women on the show, um, what propelled you to get involved in real estate investing? So I got into real estate investing completely by accident. I, I, growing up, I was taught that success was, um, you know, going to school and becoming a doctor, lawyer, professor, engineer. Like that was, that was it. Those are the options. That was success. And I was a dutiful girl and I, but I didn't like math and sciences as much. So I went into law and, um, and the only thing I'd been taught about real estate was that you should buy your own house. Uh, and so in 2005, I went to buy my own house and this was towards the top of the last bubble. And, um, and I live in Los Angeles, which is a really expensive market. And even back 15 years ago, a, a, you know, a modest house in a modest neighborhood. I'm not talking about a, uh, a palace, <laughs> like, or a mansion in Beverly Hills or <laughs> Bel Air. It's like modest was upwards of like 500, 600, $700,000. So I, um, even though I, I have was working at a law firm, I had a, a, you know, okay salary, six figures. I couldn't afford anything by myself. And a friend of mine who was in a similar boat suggested that we purchase a duplex together. He would live on one side, I would live on the other side. And I thought, okay, that's a good idea. I can afford half a house, so let's do it. Uh, but instead of finding a house with two equal sides, we ended up finding this old, beautiful craftsman that had a bigger downstairs and upstairs was this smaller two-bedroom apartment and there was a converted garage in the back. And, and so, instead of each taking a unit, we each took a bedroom in the larger unit. We rented out the upstairs, we rented out the back house, we rented out our basement. 
And before I knew it, we were house hacking. I didn't know that was a thing, but that's what we did. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. These people are paying our mortgage. And, you know, it's like, I get tax benefits. This is sweet. And then when I met my husband, he had a duplex. Um, and then we had got a single family rental together. And after the, the crash um, in 2008, then we started to flip. Um, I started to flip houses. So that was, that was how I got into real estate investing by accident. Um, realizing that it could be used as a, as a means to, um, yeah, help supplement. Um, and then like in 2008, I really needed to (laughs) get into real estate investing, uh, when the economy crashed. So, uh, you know, I, I was pregnant at that time. Um, I got pregnant, so I got married in 2007. I was pregnant with my daughter uh, in 2008. And I, when I was about almost six months pregnant, I got, I got fired. So I was. Well, that's a very good timing, right? 2008, oh, you got well, this was, this pregnant was before, and then you this before got, everything went down. I know. Uh, I my like, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was, this was uh, like late spring, early summer of 2008. Um, so it was already not great. I mean, I, I, I literally went in expecting to get a bonus, um, and then I got fired. Uh, so, wow. and, um, yeah, and then my stomach had just popped, like all of a sudden, like the week before I started to look really pregnant, like until then I just looked at, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we have that just, period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That you were like, hold on. Am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? <laughs> I had that period. And I was like, for the love of God, I want to look very, very pregnant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just look like you're gaining weight. So I was like, I was super excited that week. Cause I had all, finally, I looked pregnant. Like I didn't just look fat. Um, and then I was like, Oh, great. Now I look really pregnant and I have to go look for a job. And I decide, you know what? I look too pregnant to look for work right now. So I'm going to wait until after I give birth and then I'll do a maternity period and then I'll, you know, I'll find a new job. And my daughter was born in August of 2008, late August of 2008 was within a month. The markets were crashing. There was like, you know, no jobs in sight. And which is fine because I actually hated being a lawyer. Like, hate it was so miserable. <laughs> so it was a gift, you know. In the in the end, that didn't feel like a gift at the time, but it was a gift. Um, and so, but I was like, I I had this newborn. The the economy was in free fall. My husband was self employed. His his uh, income went down like ninety percent at the time, and um, you know, we were like we couldn't rely on jobs. Uh, at the time, but luckily we had our real estate. So that really helped save us. Um, And, you know, and I'm like right now, that's come up a lot for me this at this time, um, you know, especially at this time as we're like looking at the markets like tumbling and crazy economy and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, this is why I, I'm so passionate about what I do. I'm so excited for what you do, like helping people, especially women, get into real estate and get those extra passive income streams, get that, because it's like a, that, that real estate that we had was a safety net for us. Um, it, can, it helped keep the roof over our heads. It, um, you know, it, it just, it allowed us options. Um, because I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what would have happened if we didn't, if we didn't have that at the time um so we were able to we sold one of the properties we used that and then we started we got into flipping at the time and then we learned about syndication um by the time we we learned about syndication like 2015 and then we got into that in 2016 uh but from yeah probably like 2009 you know on it was our real estate that helped us help sustain us Right. Yeah. So it was not an overnight, right? So some people that might know you now no. and, and know your <laughs> success and everything, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky, right? <laughs> so that period of being lucky was a lot of hard work. And where you guys are right now with syndication, the amount of units that you currently own and everything. Um, what are the lessons that you learned in 2008 that you're like, oh, this this is going to apply 
in this situation right now, or you think that this is so unique that we're just like throwing darts on, on, on the wall and figuring out like whatever it lands, it lands. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a, this is a unique period. Um, it's hard, it's hard to know like how long this is going to go and, but it's still the, the past there's cycles, right. And the past leaves cute, leaves clues. Right. So what, this is it was such a good question that you asked. I think the, the main things that I've learned that I think could apply again. First is that your, I guess the first thing is that there's a lot of opportunity in this period. I just heard um, this, and I, I don't, that was like, uh, basically like the word for crisis in Chinese is like two mm. characters. One, one character means danger and the other character means opportunity. Mm. Um, and within this moment, there's both. And depending on how you look at it and what you look for, you can see the danger and then it like takes you out or you can see the opportunity and it can springboard you wow, and, and lift you higher. And I think that in this time, like most people are going to contract. Most people are going to run away. Most people are going to like make pretty dumb mistakes. They sort of like fo follow the herd and the herd, the herd, you know, it's like our reptilian brain is like danger, danger. Like they get scared and it runs like in the opposite direction. Um, and then, but if you can flip your focus from like, what's the danger to what's the opportunity, um, then you can find it because there's more opportunity now than ever. Right now, it's still like things are still being like shuffled. And, um, but that was especially as things like start to calm down you know, we get on the other side of this virus, um, there's going to be all of this opportunity. So being um, ready for that opportunity is going to be, uh, and then like being able to, to take it. So one is like looking for the opportunity. Another thing though, so, you know, when we started to flip in LA, like at the time houses were on sale. Right. Um, they were, you know, they were all of a sudden the values had gone like way down, like 50, you know, in some cases, like 50%. It was so much cheaper. So there was a lot of opportunity, but most people, especially at the beginning, were too afraid to hop into it. So, so looking for that opportunity. And then the next piece, what is having the mindset where you're or like, the courage <laughs> like exercising your courage muscles um so that you actually will take go for it because most of the people who will be going after opportunities right now are going to be going against the crowd they're going to be not, not doing what everyone else is doing because most people are going to be running in the opposite direction um and it's going to go against like the crowd wisdom the herd wisdom um wisdom you know the quotes and the herd mentality I guess you could say and so it'll it you know when times are funny like like a month ago two months ago where it looked mm -hmm. like hey this, this economy will never go down it's just like everything's so great Let's right you know. isn't um, it funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know it's so weird how different the world is right now than it was a month ago um, but at that point, it's like, everybody's like, yeah, real estate's great. Everything's great. Like the market's great. Like <laughs> everything's always going to like, go up, uh, feels that way. So everyone wants in. Um, but then when it's like going down, that's when people are running scared. So having like that mindset and the psychology to be able to go against the crowd, because the, uh, I, I, you know, there are these free, uh, free courses on, like uh, Ivy League courses that you can study for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears> I signed up for one. I've been doing this one on like yeah. viral marketing, and mm. it just like talks about like how like what makes things viral and what makes not. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just look watching a session about like social influence mm. and what the and what crowds do to people. And even when you know something, like they'll do these experiments where 
you might be like, you know, look at this line and then look at these lines. Like which line is the same as this one, like yeah. box A or box C. And then they'll, they'll have like the subject be last in the line of like eight people and every, like all eight will give the same answer, but the wrong answer. Like it's obviously wrong. <laughs> like, the one is, like the smallest and they're all like, yeah, it's that second line. And then the, you know, the part, the person, the subject's like, no, <laughs> it really isn't. But so like all the people are going, yeah, it's that second line. And then by the time they go, like most people will go, yeah, it's the second line. Because even though they like their eyes are telling them that it's not, they're like with all of these other seeming strangers are doing something else. They're gonna like there's such a we're so um our brains are so uh like geared to be with everybody, to be with the yeah, crowd. Right, like, like the perform. Jones effect. Yeah. So it's hard it's hard to like go against what everybody else is doing. Like it's not it takes like a real strong mindset to be able to go, okay. Yeah, I know everybody's running in that direction, but I, like this is where all the, the opportunity is. And so like having that mindset to be able to go after it. And then, um, and I think the, the other thing is that's important. I mean, right now what's important is staying healthy, um, you know, with that health as well. Uh, it wasn't what was then last time, but like I think you need that healthy um but also like keeping your like a certain amount of like financial health um you know so taking going and taking um action but really like making sure the fundamentals are strong like the fundamentals are the fundamentals and um like taking smart action and so you, there is opportunity, but I think it's still the time to be conservative, um, like for, like really conservative, like take like take smart actions. It's not not everything's gonna work out. It's not like oh everything's like everything in real estate's a good was a good plan. It's like no, that's not that's not true. <laughs> like not mm-hmm. there are opportunities, but not everything's an opportunity. So other things are gonna be losers. So it's like really learning like what is the difference between like what's a good opportunity to go forward like what makes sense what's smart like and then what doesn't um so that you you're taking smart action but and not like gambling not risking too much yeah going for it but really intelligently and um but and conservatively i think at this point yeah no that's an excellent point i was i was saying to someone too this is People are so, especially for folks, I know, Monique, you, you have a lot of units that you're managing and you have control over and, and, and same with us. So we're in like problem solving mode, right? So, but beyond problem solving mode, you're also looking at, you're studying your, I said, we need to study every single property we own and every market that we're in as at, literally now until the next year for one year and to start to see that that's going to tell you so many things like, did you put enough cash reserves, you know, aside or obviously, and that's pretty obvious, you're going to know where to go, but it's, it's like almost like your own like experiment. Were they the right markets? How did that market fare versus this market, especially if you're investing out of state and you're in maybe three, four, five, six different markets, which, yeah. you know, a lot of people are. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you have to kind of enter it in, not just like, like, um, reactivity, which I think some people are in and obviously just trying to figure out, has April going to work? Has, you know, are people going to pay their rent? But more importantly yeah. too, as we weather the storm, what's the real impact? And what is that telling you on future acquisitions? I, that's kind yeah. of where my, head, my mindset is. And um, I, think, I think I know the answer, but I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting, right? Tell because, us, tell us, tell us. <laughs> I, think, I, I think for our own portfolio, I think the, the, you know, our, our purchases we made later in our tenure of investing are probably going to fare better than the stuff that we started with, you know, our, in New Jersey. And that's just my hunch, but I don't know. Um, you know, and, you know, obviously the, the, the markets that we're in that are a little more class B are probably going to fare better than we have a couple of properties and, you know, a number of properties in class C environments. I think they're probably going to be hit harder. Again, I could be yeah. completely off. Uh, I mean, that's just my hunch. But I'd be in, I'd be interested to see if I'm right. Either are our hunches and what we know in your own real estate experience going to prove out what you did and it was the right choice three, four, five years ago that you purchased, or is it going to teach you something new? I think we're in uncharted times. That's I do believe. So yeah, there are cycles, sure. but 
don't know. I'm trying to be curious versus just reactive as well. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the past couple of years, I've been, we've, we've been trying, we've been focusing on recession resistant, like really thinking about, because I, I mean, I never expected this, this level of like crazy, Mm -hmm. but I, I was expecting, I was expecting um, us to have a recession and I was like, any, any day now it's going to happen. We're overdue. So I knew that was coming. So I was, you know, the past couple of years, I've been trying to get that. Um, so, and I, I agree with you that, you know, most class C, it's going to be really hard because that's, you have a lot of people in that demographic that are hourly that have, you know, like service job, they're, you know, a lot more like paycheck to paycheck, one paycheck away from, um, economic disaster. I mean, most Americans are, unfortunately. Um, but so that, that demographic is likely going to be harder though you know, we, we got some C-class properties last year, but our focus was on Section 8. So that is, you know, it's like, like, like right now, that's probably like the safest, one of the safest places to have tenants because the government's paying the rent. Um, and then for, you know, for any of you who have Section 8 out there, you can tell your tenants if they lose their job and they let them know, then the government um, can pay their share. They have a, you know, a portion. Oh, really? Yeah. So they should they should call let right away to um, to see if they can up the um, up the section the section eight payment so that they they that the government can do hundred um, percent. But yeah, so that like other than section eight, yeah, mo- most C class is gonna really hurt. Um, a lot of B class too, and but there you know actually yesterday I was on a mastermind with a bunch of multifamily owners. And we were talking, we were just like brainstorming about different, um, different strategies that we can take and, you know, just to like, like right now we're, it's a loss mitigation mode. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not trying to like raise the NOI, you know, like. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, like, Increase the profit. Yeah. Yeah. What can we improve to raise rents? It's like, no, right now you just try to like, like stem the losses as much mm-hmm. as possible. So like, that's the first thing, like your focus goes from like, okay, let's, you know, let's, here's your, your lease is up. We're going to raise your rent 50 bucks or under. I was like, no, like right now it's like, yeah, like let's keep our tenants that we already have at the same, um, mm-hmm. at the same rent, you know, like nobody's getting rent increases or we just want to keep people coming in, keep the people we have. Um, and the, and then also like maybe even incentivize them to pay early mm-hmm. like hey we'll take $50 off if you pay like you know $50 off a month if you pay April and May. like some people might be able to pay early and like now they might have a job, they might not have a job in a month so like like how can yeah. you incentivize them to pay earlier um how can you like and then figuring out what resources are available for your tenants to help them pay mm-hmm. so um maybe like right now I haven't gotten into this new act that was passed on Friday, but there's a lot of money in there for people. So there's like the checks that are just going to come out there that's going to be sent to everybody, but also um, <clears throat> for businesses. So say, you know, like some of your tenants are like sole proprietorships and they have their own business. Um, they, they can have some money um, that, that can help, you know, pay for the rent. Mm-hmm. Um, so like finding different things, like helping them like, Oh, you lost your job here's unemployment. Here's how you apply. Here's how you like helping them like stay, um, keep, keep, you know, keep the money coming. Um, what was some, what, uh, oh, finding like, if there are any, so certain essential businesses are, are hiring. So, you know, so like food distribution places or, you know, medical or like, like places maybe making masks and like all these things, like certain yeah. people are hiring. So figuring out like what what are employers in your community that are open for business, busier than ever, and hiring. So mm-hmm. that oh you lost your job here, this place and this place and this place are hiring. So you can look here and get a new job. So um, <clears throat> just helping helping your um, your tenants as much as possible so that they can weather the storm, so you can weather the storm. Um, exactly. And and so you can just like 
maintain as much as possible your your cash flow um, because for businesses cash flow is oxygen it is need to be able to breathe so I was actually having this conversation with another friend um, and we were like I see a couple of posts on Facebook that people are like really relaxing and catching up on things (laughs) and I was like Maybe I am like in a different, I don't know, but people that than ever, I know, <laughs> I'm not relaxing. I will love to, you know, do all of this and just really relax, especially my mind was like, well, things are in a break. So I am not. And, and I was sharing with her that the people that I surround myself with, they're also not right? We're always in mastermind classes and and virtual conferences, virtual meetings, virtual everything. And our conversation is like, okay, what is, where is the opportunity now? What can, how can we serve people? How can we, you know, wave this wave? And it came to my mind, you guys remember that pilot that Lyndon uh, his, um, on the Hutchinson river. Mm-hmm. The H- Hutchinson. Yeah. 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 I would like that. The Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was Sully. Asked, something silly. Yeah. He, he was asked once, uh, how you had like three minutes, right. To prepare for, for this, how, how were you able to, to do it? He's like, no, I prepare for that. My entire life was the three minutes was like the application of my preparation so and that's what i'm seeing now like we all go through you know pay for thousands of dollars on training masterminds we we pay to burn our feet walk on fire we pay to you know do (laughs) silly things yeah i i am all of it i like i did like crazy imaginable things to like break my patterns understand how my brain works and like we shape my mind and everything um, so now all of that is being kind of, kind of like tested. tested, right? So like, goodness, not that I, we are this like human being that we're like invincible that we don't have days that are like, oh, F this, or we're crying, but we don't stay in that mentality. And I think yeah. that really connecting deeper with your tribe helps to get out of that mentality quicker and also to to strive so for you monique the mindset right we're all having those conversations about problem solving and looking at future opportunity of course we are very mindful of the families that are suffering right now but we're also thinking those families are going to have issues that we're going to be able to solve in the future yeah our tenants we're kind of like in training, training mode. I was having a conversation with Anna Kelly and and different leaders about how maybe we can train tenants uh, in finances in a couple of uh, videos for them to set themselves up. So right now, do you think that people are going to be in like a educational mode and will, will invest in themselves if they are in that situation that they're like, confused or or they're just gonna shut down and just pretend that nothing's happening i think there'll be a lot of people that will shut down and they're just gonna netflix and chill for the next few months um and all they want to do is binge watch tv and um you know but i think that Smart people are taking this time to educate themselves, and it, and and you, you. This is reminding me that I'm having, <laughs> I'm hosting a, a virtual summit next week, um, April seventh through ninth, um, on how to survive and thrive through real estate. So the psychology and strategy you need to um, weather this economic storm we're in. Mm-hmm. Basically, so bringing together twelve incredible women who are experts in money, money mindsets of like economic forecasting taxes and then all of these asset classes that are that are poised to do really well right now um to share to share about like how how best to navigate this system so that's a that's a three-day summit you should come general mission is free um so it's a way to learn 
um, and to and the and also like connect. So I think we all need community as well. But so like connecting with other women, yes. we have for our at a the VIP level that we have these like nightly happy hours, so like nice. with the speakers and virtual happy hours um, to have that connection. But then also learning. So I, I mean, I know I'm definitely doing a lot to learn. I just, I was saying how I was doing this, um, one of those free U10 courses and mm. um, just like, well, okay, well, what can I learn? How can I sharp, sharpen my saw, right? Um, as, as, they, as they say, like that, that Abraham Lincoln story, right? He's saying, if you had 12 hours to cut down a tree, what would you do? He's like, I'd take 11 hours to sharpen my saw. Um, or sharpen my axe, right? Sharpen my axe. And so this is like axe sharpening time right now, because like until, well, while we're all at home, we can't go out (laughs) too much, but um, until, until then, like, this is like axe sharpening time. This is like the time to learn. So the time to um, really figure out like, okay, what are those opportunities? They'll be out there. How can I take advantage of them? Like, what do I have to have in place so that when we can we're free to go out again (laughs) we can like go like hit the ground running um and take advantage of the opportunities that exist absolutely and and we're going to put a link in our um show notes ladies for anyone that wants to attend monique's uh virtual conference really excited about it and supporting it and we'll put a link in there too so you can you can follow you know get get it get it get it you know get your ticket as soon as you can she's probably curated some amazing amazing women so um you know hands down so just wanted to recommend that you know, it's interesting what you we're, we're talking about too, because I had the conversation with my husband. So instead of um, watching Netflix last night, we were like, we need, we, you know, talking to my husband, because I do work with him, has been like literally the hardest thing, right? We usually have like our Friday days where the kids would be in their, you know, daycare and school and we'd go have a little little lunch. We'd ride our bikes, have a little meeting. Like that's, that's just not happening, right? Obviously now. And I don't mean to say that yeah. in a funny way, but it really... Um, so at nighttime, I usually fall asleep. So, you know, it's just been interesting. And my husband likes to sleep in sometimes. So trying to get each other on the same page has been hard. So last night we, we sit down. I said, all right, I got like maybe 15 minutes. I didn't have the best day. I, you know, it's just probably got 15 minutes to talk about this. And he, he's like, we really need to um, make, a, make, it, make that hire that we've been talking about. And I'm like, now? Like, so then my like fear of cautiousness came up, right? Like this is the worst time to hire people. Um, that was like my negative, like Liz negative talk. And then we kept talking about it. I'm like, you're right. This is the best time. So, so this is actually a, a very interesting time we're in, as long as you're conservative, obviously, um, in, in your numbers <laughs> and your cash flow, obviously, all those sort of things. This might be the time to do things you've been putting off. And I don't think people yeah. are talking about that. And we've been putting this off. I mean, I've been writing an SOP. Andressa knows, I, you know, me and, me and writing down processes is not like a marriage made in heaven. However, <laughs> however, you laugh, Andressa, but I've been getting better. I'm so proud of you. Thank like, you. Listen, I like that. I, Positive yeah. encouragement. Although, you know, one thing you could do, and this is because uh, writing process is not my thing either. And it sounds like whoever you hire should be good at processes. That's right. right? <laughs> like, as a, you know, like that should be yeah. their thing. So hire them and get them to do the process. Well, I, that's the thing, Monique. I really, for me, I'm like, I gotta have it complete. I did 66% of it. You know, I was very like, I, I, but I'm like, you know what? Sounds good. What do you need my help with? He's like, really? Cause then I thought about it and I really came back. I'm like, you know what? As long as you ran the numbers and fees and you feel confident and we know, you know, I I don't want to hire someone then let them go. That would not be good. But if you feel confident, you know, the numbers on that business a little better than I do. I'll get out of the way. I'm in. He's like, oh, okay, cool. So, but like, you know, I, yeah, I'm excited. You know, literally Monique, I've been talking about this for a year and you know, it's, it's not the highest and best use in our real estate business. And I can put my energy in other things that is aligned with what I'm good at and, and is aligned with my, my core genius right now. This is the time to be discovering what, what are you, what are you drawn to? What's your passion? What do you love to talk about and learn about? This is a great time to rediscover that for ourselves. And instead of contracting, you're absolutely right. Because my initial was like, hold on, you know, um, we're talking about getting some landscaping done. I'm like, no, 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 we, we could do it ourselves. He's like, well, I actually ran the numbers and we'd only be saving about $200. I'm like, oh, all right, that's different. That's different, you know? But again, we all want to contract and that 
I'm not saying like go out and like have a crazy party and spend tons of money right now. I'm not suggesting that ladies. Virtual party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, complete sidebar, but a building we used to own was on the news and um, they had a Corona party and these apartments- yeah, they had a Corona party and they had about, um, this is about a 500 square foot proper, you know, unit, if you will. It's like a one bedroom. They had 45 people in there. You're kidding me no, right now. I, I, no, no. Yesterday, Matt goes, you want to laugh? And I'm like, yeah, I need all the laughs I can get. He's like, look at the property. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, Corona party. And they're like pressing charges now. They had 45 people in a 500 square foot property. That in is that, unbelievable. Sorry, oh I had to just say that. It's just really. Where is it? New Are Jersey? They, were they yeah. trying oh God. to get Corona? Was that what they was just were yeah. like? Yeah, right. <laughs> let's like, do it so we all can get it and we share it. it. They just yeah. were probably just doing the whole, you know, finger up and like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, you got to be like, seriously, like. 45 you know. people all convinced each other that that was yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Wow. We don't own that building anymore. <laughs> it's been a while, but it's just kind of like. Our property's on the news for a Corona party. That's interesting. That's doesn't yeah. seem like a good idea. Yeah, but I just I love what you, I love what you said, Monique. And I, I think we all need to keep our check, keep ourselves in check, because some of us who are more cautious people, and a lot of women are, you know, you teach women just like us, a lot of cautiousness and traditionally, and we all have to keep that. Like sometimes there's a there's a time to be cautious, and then there's a time to say, my hand is not my hand is closed. I need to open it. And I need to be like, okay, let's hire that person conservatively, but let's do it since we've been putting that off. Now is the time, not in six months. Now we'll probably get better talent too, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably get someone who we can really help and they may be between jobs. This might be a perfect fit, you know? So I just, I need to take that lesson because I, all of us have these things that are coming up for us, wherever your stuff is. I don't know. Everyone's got something that they're working mm -hmm. through. And that yeah. is for me. And I'm like, okay put my cautiousness aside. Let's do it. You know? Um, so Monique, a couple of things we want to just share with you or want us want to hear from you about is before we go to like how ladies can learn about you, I really want to share. I want to, we don't get a lot of women who've been investing as long as you have, you know, and I think that there's a lot of value in that. So what has been like the greatest lesson you've learned over the 14 years you've been doing this? Oh my gosh. There's so many. It's hard to like pick one. Um, Especially that could be helpful to women right now. Yeah. One thing that I, I think is important to do, um, and you can't, you can't do this immediately, but this is just in general. It is important to diversify. So you don't want to be, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket, whether that's like the same market, the same asset class, the same everything. Um, and so you, you want to try to like, yeah, get, get diversify as much as possible. So that will, that will help when things are crazy that, um, you know, there might be something over here that they're, they're not correlated and they're, you know, some, something might be going with the cycle and something else is counter cyclical or, you know, different things that will really help is having that, um, is having that, uh, that diversity in your portfolio. Now, I don't think that means that you should necessarily like try to learn everything so you can have that diversity. So that might, that might be, okay, I'm going to do some passive investments um, and like get into a syndication and this other asset class or this other market or uh, maybe some turnkey properties or, or some other things so that you can, it'll, it'll just help hedge your, hedge your bets. Um, and that's something that has really helped us, especially in this time around having, having, I mean, hope not the wood, it'll, it'll stay that way. It's hard to know. It's still at the beginning. So hopefully in like a year, I'm not like everything tanks, like all of it, all six states, all the ass, everything, you know, it's like, I don't know, but not, you're not absolutely like right. <laughs> so, you're absolutely right. Um, like smartly diversifying. Yeah. And then having like, just being, having really like the smartest people around you and like are learning or I guess education too. Um, always like always learn, always be um, educating yourself because as conditions change, like your strategies will have to change. And you're so you've always, I, I, I've never stopped learning. I'm kind of, um, 
I'm a kind of a personal, I'm a personal development and education junkie a little bit. <laughs> like, I might need help. Like I, I might need a 12 step program, but I, I'm like obsessive with that. Adressa needs think- a 12 step program. Absolutely. <laughs> Huh? You need a 12 step oh, yeah. program. You're always like, I'm oh, reading 15 bucks. Yeah. yeah I can't help it. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, uh, that's how I operate. My mom's like, what are you reading now? I was like, well, I have this book, this book, and this book, and I have yeah, this I- auto book going on. It's like, how did you keep up? I was like, how other people do it? I cannot just stay with one book. I gotta have, I have like, divers- diversify yeah, like my book. Yeah, like five or six at a right, time. Right, isn't it? <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, I'm totally... I'm- whatever that 12 step like I'm I, you know my name is Monique and I'm a personal development <laughs> personal development holic anyway but like but that education I think has served me so well um because I'm always and you know and it's like okay I'm gonna go to this real estate conference or learn about this mode and um secretly that's partly why I like having my podcast too because I'm like I'm bringing women they're yeah. doing all these different things and I can learn from Absolutely. them and, um you know so like that's that I think helps keep that axe sharpened right yeah um so that that would be the other thing so like just continue to learn um and because strategies will will change especially as the cycle economic cycle changes like what worked a year ago may not work right now and there are other things that will be a much better bet so yeah keep your keep that axe sharpened and keep learning Great advice. Great advice. Uh, Monique, where can the ladies listening learn more about you and all the great resources you have? Uh, well, the best place, head to my website, reigoddesses.com. Um, but you can find me um, at reigoddesses on social media, Twitter. Not really Twitter much, but I have one. <laughs> it's more Instagram, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And we're going to put all this information on our show notes, in, including the upcoming summit. So you can have a discount over there with our yeah. code. Uh, and now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one is, what's the most transformational book you have ever read? I like, I like you. I read so many. But the one that I always turn back to is from uh, this author called Florence Cavill Shin. I think it was written 1928. It's called The Game of Life and How to Play It. Mm. Mm. I have not read that one. Oh, taking notes. So good. <laughs> all I right. Open it at random because there's all, like all, it's really, it's small, but like every other line, every line in there is just like, just nuggets of gold. So. And I really, I'm really into like older books. And so impressed how like current they are, like yeah. so impressed. So, okay. The next question is what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Um, I think it's my, my morning routine. So I wake up, I, um, I have like, a, I meditate, I journal, I ask myself, the one thing question, like what's the one thing I can do that'll make everything else easier on next day. Um, I have a, I have a morning sensual session with my husband. So it was like daily, daily sex helps keep us both connected. <laughs> we use orgasm actually as a, uh, as a, as a manifestation tool. Um, Look at this. This is the first <laughs> ever that you heard this ladies. You're, you're here for a treat. Love it. I know. Actually, if you look into In Think and Grow Rich, he kind of talks about You're absolutely like, right. You know, You're absolutely yeah. right. So, sex transmutation, something they, some yeah, term yeah, like Yeah, sex transmutation. Yeah. Transmutation, yeah. Tra- not transportation, sorry. <laughs> transmutation. But it does carry that. you places. It brings that, you It does carry you places. There you go. There I you go. It. There you go. <laughs> and, and I'm like, even if it doesn't work, whatever like you're having orgasm there's no downside to this there um, you go <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the last um, question Monique is which woman famous or not has inspired you the most so my mom my mom is the woman who's inspired me the most and I just I learned from her um the power of like self-care actually when I was younger she was not into that at all <laughs> it was like really 
I usually like would I could get into rages, really unhappy. And she and my father split up for a year and a half when I was 13. And, um, and then she went to therapy and she just learned, like, she realized that happiness was something that she had to, she had to take her own happiness was her, her job. So she started to exercise and get her nails done and like just take mm-hmm. care of herself and um and just became this different person. Um she and my father got back together again. They've been together now fifty-three years. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um and that has and like that I just saw just what a difference that made. Um just like taking care of, you know, just caring for yourself, like putting your own oxygen mask on first. Yeah. And like, and I think for a lot of women, we see the opposite. Like you put the husband first, the kids first, mm-hmm. everything else first. And then we get the dregs. Um, and that creates this epidemic. I think of like depression and rage and, you know, people trying to like fill themselves up with food or shopping or whatever. Yeah. As opposed to like, just figuring it's like, okay, what would make me happy? And then going for that. So that has really, um, that lesson has served me throughout my life. And I, and then I, I've done other work as well as if with the feminine and realized like the power of pleasure for women and, um, and how that, that has shifted. But my mom was my first model. And then she's just like beautiful, open-hearted, generous, loving, loving person. Um, and, you know, that, and, I mean, there are a lot of lessons I've learned from her, but that's one of the, the main ones. Mm. That's wonderful. Monique, thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, we're excited to just continually, you know, be in, be in relationship with you and just as we're so aligned. It's just, it's exciting to be on this path with you and figure out more and more things we can collaborate on and, uh, yeah. you know, just excited. And we really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Monique. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.